don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. Yo, this is Maury Moses, right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, shout out to Zone 32, man. You come at the K, you best not miss. You're now locked into Zone Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. It's another trio episode. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. Say what's up to the people. I don't want to say what's up, but I have a request from now on. You usually count down from five to start the show. I think we should start Three, two, from one. four. No, from four, because Zay Flowers is apparently like the greatest human being to ever walk on a football field. Um, greatest five listen? foot nine person I know. I don't know. I mean, again, like you read anything about any any football person is just drooling over Zay Flowers right now. Peter King, who, you know, again, like 106 years old and whatever, but, you know, loves Zay Flowers. So I just think in honor of Zay Flowers, we should start the countdown from four from now on. Yeah, what? I agree. Duly noted. It yeah. will be done. I agree. Book right. it. But anyway, since the request is done, let's jump into it. So Zay Flowers, as we mentioned last week, has been turning heads in training camp. David Ojabo left with an injury for the other day, but he returned today for practice. However, Rocky Sin went down with a knee injury. Good news is through the tests they underwent, the x-rays are negative, so there's no tear or anything of the sort. But I will ask the both of y'all, and I'll start with Drew, because that's all I like to do. Are you concerned with corner yet, or are you more of the mind of it's early, it's pr- like not even preseason yet, it'll be back by... The Texans game, don't sweat it. So I'm concerned to the level that, like, you know, there's 90 roster spots for preseason at this point. I think that you should be using as many as possible on offensive line and on, you know, corner depth because I don't think you can ever have enough guys at either one of those positions. And so, like, you know, if Rockison's injury is really not that serious, I blame Hoodie Ramey for that injury. Um, he was the first to report it, so I feel like he probably caused it in some fashion. But yes, nobody's talking. Nobody's talking bald, about that. But bald it, bitch. Yeah, fucking probably the shine off the top of his head like distracted him and fucked his knee up or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, like if there are cheap veteran guys, like I know Anthony Averett just signed today with the 49ers, I believe. Um, like you know, 20 minutes before we jumped on to record. But if there's guys like that that are hanging out out there that are going to be veteran minimum contracts, and maybe you got to put some like incentives in the contract that you know bring it up to three or four million dollars, you know, I, I don't see any harm in going and getting them. Um, so I'm not worried about corner. I'm just thinking that like I want as many warm bodies there as possible. Kind of, you know, you know, you have Marlon, and just let you know the best win a job, I guess, next to him, and see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, you did tell the Ravens to extend uh, Daryl Worley, so I guess um, is that what I? Yeah, I did end on that. Yeah. It was a tumultuous yes, day, you but did. I, I believe I, yeah. I believe I ended on extend him. So yeah, yeah. So I guess so. really like you, you believe in him to be uh, CB two though, right? At this point, maybe even CB one. Is he better than Marlon? I don't know. Um, I mean, fucking, you know, Marlon and his uh, dropping an album and shit. I don't know. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think to answer the question that Jake posed, uh, I'm not, I, a lot of people are really like concerned about cornerback. And ironically enough, the person who I saw with the most rational response to people who were freaking out like that is Mo, our good friend, Mo. And he said, yeah, so Mo, Mo has been broken lately of like, he has either phenomenal takes that are like the most rational thing that's ever come out of his mouth or just, no, like not coherent, like no idea what I what he's talking about. So, yeah. So he said that 
our pass rush is a bigger concern than cornerback, which I think is is uh, a fair statement. If you're going to say there's a bigger priority, I think that that adding to the pass rush is a bigger priority because you can never again. You I don't think you never have enough pass rush, and pass rush creates secondary plays like you know we could have a lesser cb2 making plays because we have a better pass rush i think so i think it's easier to create opportunities for the secondary if you have a a, a better uh group up front so if we're going to add to anything i think we should there and we do have a lot of youth unproven youth uh at cornerback that at some point like you know it's one of these things where people like criticize uh EDC for his picks and how he accumulates guys. But like at some point you have to figure out if any of these guys are going to be good. And if you don't ever, you know, actually let that happen and you keep bringing in veterans who leapfrog them, then you're, you will never know. And then like, is it, I mean, they are really... where they become wasted picks. No, I yeah, totally yeah, agree. They... Yeah. So I think uh, people are saying that J1 armor Davis is having a fucking awesome camp. So I, I like, you know, the sound of that, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it other than, I mean, he can't be worse than he was last year. So, you know, but if he. Bama if corners he, who get cyberbullied seem to turn out better after a couple of years right. of cyberbullying. Like, what so. if he turns into an Anthony Averett? That's fine with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I would take that in a happy. Yeah. So then we, and then, and then we just drafted a corner who I think there's reason to be excited about him, just like the, his potential that he brings. So, um, and then we have a bunch of guys who have, have played before. Um, so, you know, if, um, if Rocky Sin, if if the injury slows him down or keeps him out like beyond week one into week two or three or whatever, I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world. I'm I'm not freaking out about it. That's the answer. Is I'm not I'm definitely not freaking out about that. I, you know, I don't see him. Uh, I at no point did I expect him to be some sort of linchpin in the defense to begin with. You know, I hope I hope he like you know grabs hold of of that role and does a good job with it. Obviously, but you know my expectations aren't super high. Um, nor would they have been if like we re-signed Marcus Peters to play the same position. So uh, it's just, you know, unless like we went and traded for some, you know, somebody who is an established uh, you know, CB1. Yeah, right. A CB1 slash CB2, whatever. If it's like CB1 A and B, which which is what we felt we had, at you know, in 2019 when we got Marcus Peters, mm -hmm. then I just don't like, you know, nothing is really going to like move me. No matter what. Yeah, so my 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 irrational fear is um, remembering like Robert Jackson getting burned by Devonte Adams in the end zone, and that so was a practice you can squad go, player who was elevated. But I'm saying that if you can go, if you, though, yeah. if you can go pick up, uh, you know, some some guy with some NFL experience who's not Robert Jackson, who's like a couple steps above him, and you can pick him up for cheap now, and maybe you're going to need him week one or two. Right. Then why not? It doesn't hurt. It, it's like having more camp bodies around. I'm not looking for somebody who's going to, you know. Like you said, like we were talking about last week, you're not going to pick up a CB2 right now. So I think, like that, is... uh, yeah, it's entirely possible that we do that, but I think that happens later in, in camp. I think like those yeah, guys, I mean, those guys, guys start to become, down, so. yeah, those people start to become available. Like even veterans um, start to become available because they're like the team's doing them a favor by getting them out there early enough where they can latch on with another team. So yeah. um, like that's how we ended up with uh, Demarcus Robinson last year. Yeah, so, so I mean, if if a situation like that, you know, pops up, then yeah, I think you jump all over it. You take some, you know, veteran guy who might be able to give you two or three good games, but is not taking snaps away from Jalen Armour Davis, a Pepe Williams, uh, you know, Kyle Blue Kelly. So right, right, right. Yeah, kind of a you know, break in case of emergency guy. That's uh, 
you know, just sort of sitting there waiting to come in. Yeah, because, I mean, that's – and I think people are bitching about corner too because there's really nothing else to complain about. No. I think Ravens fans are completely lost on the internet when they don't have something to cry about. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, uh, what I was talking about with the, the pass rush and just the defensive front, nobody signed Justin Houston still. So I think basically the agreement that Justin Houston has is uh, – I'm going to sign with you Yannick guys. I paid. Yannick. You see the Yannick? Yeah, he signed with the Bears. Yeah. Uh, one, year one year worth up to ten, ten and a half million, right? And ten guaranteed. We're up to? So. Oh, it's a ten no, guaranteed. It's ten but, ten but guaranteed. But Yannick is like twenty-eight years old. But I'm saying that, like, so if Yannick's getting ten and a half, Justin Houston, Justin Houston can go get six from another team, and we're not going to give him six million. Yeah, I mean, so. maybe an up to deal, but um, I think he wants to be here. Because I think he sees the Ravens as a, you know, an opportunity to win a championship. So like he's at that part that that at the part of his career where he's made a lot of money already. And um, I think he's choosing there's there's some guys who get to that point and it's like they're choosing money no matter what. And there's some guys who get there and they're choosing chasing rings. And I think he's chasing the ring and I think he's chasing it with us because he's been here now for two years and I think he's kind of invested. So I think he probably has like a handshake deal with DaCosta that he'll uh, sign like, you know, middle of the month, maybe third, third, third week of August. And then, uh, and he's in shape and you know, like what, what does he need to go to camp for? Well, so the only thing that I disagree with you there is that something may pop up between now and when his handshake deal would have kicked in. And so like, you, that's you probably know, it's, part it's, of the handshake though. Probably part of the handshake. Hey man, if something yeah. else comes up and it's like, and it, you know, we, you, he already knows what the money is here. If it's a handshake deal, like the terms have already been agreed to. So uh, I, that, that would be my feeling. The fact that he has no, he hasn't signed anywhere is the handshake deal is if a great opportunity comes up, then I'm going to take it. But otherwise I'm going to sign with you guys like on August 18th or something, you know, like I'm not going to yeah, come which... and spend and do a whole camp and run my body down. So the only thing I'm torn on, the only thing I'm torn on with him is I was very anti bringing Justin Houston back last year. Um, I'm sure you have millions of screenshots, text messages of me just being like, fuck this guy, fuck this old fuck, like send him home. Oh yeah. And then he had a, but then he had a great year. So do I keep that up? And do I keep being like, no, I don't want Justin Houston anymore. And then he'll perform well. Or do I just like accept defeat from last year? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn there. I think you should accept you, defeat, and, and and you know he also said last year that it was like God spoke to him to come play with the Ravens. So you know, like let's just yeah. Let's so God, up, let's God told him, God told him this Drew guy's never wrong. So let's prove him wrong one time. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, let's leave it up to God. But I think he's I think he will be back. I think if he plays football, it'll be in Baltimore. But I'm not convinced that he plays. But and Clowney um, still hasn't signed, has he? No, he well, is I not. Think, so now that Yannick got 10 guaranteed, I mean, Clowney asking for, you know, 10 million is really not that crazy anymore. Right. Yeah. Those two were probably kind of waiting on each other. Yeah. And so now, I mean, Yannick's going to go to the Bears who are going to be. And uh, Carlos Dunlap's out there too, I think. Isn't he hurt though? Yeah, I thought like he did shoulder, something to like a, like a shoulder yeah, issue was, or something like that. I was going to say it was his back, so shoulder would make sense too. It was some, you know, old man injury, I thought, but. Yeah, I mean there are there are guys out there. That's the other thing with um, JPP also. Yeah, you know, um, how is he on Fourth of July? Do we know? I didn't, I didn't hear any stories I've, about him. Yeah, so, I haven't heard his name. So yeah, so I haven't heard his name. So I mean, said you know he's still got the seven and a half fingers or whatever he's got, so he's in good shape there. But um, that's the other thing with pass rush versus corner right now too is that there are you know legitimate guys that we could bring in a lot easier to improve the pass rush. Whereas yeah. I think if you're bringing in a corner right now, it is just a warm camp body. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's I'm not, a, again, I'm not that, opposed yeah. to a warm camp buddy, but it's just it's not the same impact. Right. And this this again is like, hey, props to Mo, because this was a smart uh smart response. If we bring in if we have uh you know Ajabo's healthy and and doing his thing and Oway benefits from that and he's creating pressure, our interior defensive line does what we're hoping they do. Um, you know, and then we have Houston and um who am I missing? Bowser, if he's healthy. Yeah. And um, I but, think you're going to see Malik Harrison on the outside this year too. So if we're bringing, if we're bringing pressure consistently, all those guys are, are, you know, firing on all cylinders, then I think we can, we can kind of mask an inexperienced secondary. If you're getting good yeah. pressure, I think that really helps a, a young secondary. And you know, it's a lot they're, easier to they're cover not a guy be, for two seconds than, you know, five seconds. Right. And they're, you know, they're not going to be looking at Marlon's way. So they're going to have their choice, but um, yeah. So I think it would be to me a better pass rush with, even if we bring someone else in, who's a, a, a CB two or whatever, every, the depth is still young and inexperienced. So like what, you know, you still have to, I think focus more on the pass rush than, than the secondary. Yeah. I mean, I think regardless, like there's, I, I'm not really kicking and screaming for any kind of move right now. I guess yeah, it's my, neither. Oh, me neither. Uh, not not result. And Except you know, like maybe again, Teddy Bridgewater, but that's a different conversation. Well, so that's the other thing is I wonder if you wait for, uh, you know, a quarterback to go down and somebody gives you something for Huntley at this point. Like, I don't see any other reason to have him as your backup. You know he's not good. You know he's not going to win you any games or, you know, like really any games. It's familiarity. Well, it's not even familiarity, I guess, at this point. It's familiarity more with the personnel than it is Imagine, with anything else. So but... with, with Greg Roman's offense, I, I – this is a, a stretch, but I trust Tyler Huntley to turn around and hand the ball off to a running back as much as I could trust any backup quarterback to do it. Like Todd Munkin needs him to like throw the ball and be accurate, which he cannot do. Right. Well, and ironically, so, when when he would come in, then Greg Roman would suddenly start throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, well, yeah, because they'd stack the box and even, you know, idiot up in the booth could see, oh, yeah, there's 10 guys in the box. Like we should throw. It. Yeah. And then Tyler Huntley had no idea where the ball is going, but. Right. I feel bad for piling on Tyler Huntley, but like he's just he's not good. Like we've with we, that ship has sailed. Like there's no more of this. I, I had people, you know, all the time telling me like, oh, you hate the guy too much and blah blah blah. You're being too hard on our backup quarterback. Like he could we could win. Remember the uh the takes that were coming out of, you know, we could let Lamar walk and you know, put in a ton of money around Tyler Huntley and just dominate that way. Yeah. And it's oh, like yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, just that that basically guy didn't not... someone someone like there was some tweet I I think like it had to be just like a bait for engagement, but it was like, what does what does Lamar Jackson do better than Tyler Huntley? Yeah, and the answer or to that question like that. Was, liter- was literally everything. Yeah, like there, there's no, in no nowhere on the stat sheet anywhere are they equal in in all walks of life in anything that you can do living. Ty- Lamar Jackson does it better than Tyler Huntley. Yeah, uh, I am. I would, I would put a lot of money on that being true. Yeah, did you see the video? They went to the uh, Drake concert, and it was. Um, I want to say it was like Odell, Lamar, maybe Bateman or Flowers, and then it was just Tyler Huntley in the car with them two or on the private plane going to the uh, Drake concert. I was like, this is hilarious. Was just Tyler, like Tyler Huntley, the designated driver or something. No, they were. He was just like sitting in the back seat, but they were all you know flexing for the camera or whatever, and then it just flashed over Tyler Huntley. I was like, this guy does not belong here. <laughs> Smiling but with was, his picket fence teeth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, he looked like he was having fun, so you know, good for him. But um, yeah, I was like, you just don't belong there. Okay, I think we got to stop being mean to bad players and maybe hype them up so that we can get them traded. Okay, I'll get started. Well, here's the thing about Tyler Huntley. 
Uh-oh. Here's the reason why I don't have a problem with him being being my backup quarterback. It's because I don't expect him to throw a pass. Now, if that situation comes about, I already recognize my season's over. He's not going to really eke out anything to give me a win. And the only players available out there, they might get you one. Even if it's is magic one, scores, is one more than zero. Yes, but Tyler Huntley, even with what 10, 11 points a game, eked out one because the defense stepped up, which typically happens when your backup quarterback comes into the game. But that being said, it's a matter of expectations, which is why I'd, really you could put whoever you want back there as, as your backup. So it's like if it's Huntley, I'm like, Teddy, if you put right, Teddy whatever. Bridgewater, if Teddy Bridgewater was our starting quarterback for a whole season, the Ravens would be ten and seven. If Tyler Huntley oh, started for the whole season, yes, they would. They'd be seven Teddy, and ten. It no, would it would Teddy be a Br- repeat of the twenty seventeen Ravens. Teddy Bridgewater does not turn the ball over, does not do stupid shit. Wouldn't try to QB sneak it from the three yard line. He's a consummate professional. Um Lamar with the Lamar. The latter half he got me. The latter half he got me. But no, he turns the ball over. He's just not a he's not a turnover machine. He's looking one of the He turns the ball over when he has a stupid he, he turns the ball over when he has a stupid offensive coordinator that asks him to throw the ball too much. We have well, there you um, go. An experienced genius in Todd Munkin as our offensive coordinator. Again, you know that's you know over overhyping him a little bit, but um, I I just think that you can't have Tyler Huntley be your backup quarterback. It's your bottom line. We've watched what happens the last two years when he comes in. We don't win games, so we need a backup quarterback that you can trust to win a game or two, maybe if needed. I mean, I get that. RG three, RG three was a perfect example of a professional veteran quarterback that had some success in the NFL understood that when he came into play, that he was not trying to bomb the ball 70 yards down the field and overthrow the wide receiver by 40 yards. Like Tyler Huntley does. Like he just understood his role and understood that he was there to maybe play a game all year and that he was going to play his heart out that game. And that was it. And that's what Teddy Bridgewater would bring you. That's what, I'm sure if you signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, he'd do that for you. I'm sure. I don't even know. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a, he works on yeah. Thursday night football. Yeah. Fucking pull him out of the booth. Put him on. Matt Ryan could probably do it for you. I, I'm just saying like any. No. Any, no. Matt, Matt, Ryan, actually, Matt Ryan. Actually, I want Matt Ryan. Far beyond Ryan his prime. Philip Rivers. I want Matt Ryan in Baltimore. I want Matt Ryan in Baltimore for other reasons. Just for um, my own, I get that. Yeah, no, I understand but, that. The. The one with the three K's at the end of her name, I understand, but yes. still, yes, that's that's what we'll say. But anywho, the white, the white hooded animals. Yep, that's that's also accurate. <laughs> but yeah, so, so have we mi- oh oh have we missed any other camp injuries besides Ruckuson? I know Ajabo came in and out. Um, I feel like we're missing one, but I'm pretty sure it was another guy who came in and out again. Uh, Gino Stone. I think he's back. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Well, Zay Flowers had, injury. A, had diarrhea for a couple of days. So, it's all good. Take some Pepto-Bismol, go sit on the toilet, and then come back. You're good. Yeah. What is it with the South Florida people and coming to Baltimore and having, like, no immune system or having no ability to digest Baltimore food? Like, what is – at some point, like somebody's going to do a study on that. You know, you're like, this is every every guy you've drafted out of South Florida that comes to Baltimore has problems with, you know, stomach issues. So, what the fuck? Seems that my guess the Old Bay, Old Bay is delicious, but can be a little zesty for those with a milder palate. And I'm suggesting those from South Florida might have a milder palate. That's interesting. I, I doubt that. 
No, I feel like they, you, you know, that's the spicier food down there. Yeah. That's just like how my brain would work. Is and they eat like fucking yeah. alligator and shit down there. Yeah. They're fucking crazy down that salt, far salt. Like with, you know, their delicacies and shit that they eat. So there's got to be so something on the water. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I did a deep, I did a deep dive, a private deep dive that maybe will uh, publish our results when um, Brian runs for mayor of Baltimore um, of how to fix some other issues with Baltimore. But maybe we have to, you know, look into the water problem there too. He's out, jumping uh, to the harbor still before he can do that, right? Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. There you go. We just That's have to. Fair. We just have to. We have to lure him to the inner harbor. Is the problem? Sorry, if need be, I'll fly out there and do a quick little drop kick just so he can be in the water and then fulfill his agreement if need be. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 figure it out if he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. But right. Speaking of people not holding up their end of the bargain, do we talk about um, Ian Rapport's reporting on Jaquelle and Dobbins and you know that fucking never-ending saga? Yeah, yep. I'm kind of tired of talking about him being such a pussy, but I, mean, I don't he, know. Like that's that's like one of the you know we like we've been saying it's it's kind of unremarkable time to be a Ravens fan right now, which is a good thing because yeah. it's the off season or it's the preseason now, but like, but it's the worst know. thing for, for JK or Jacqueline, yeah. Jacqueline, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call him. He like, is really the only thing going on that is like, there's any, any, any reason to be upset about or, or like invested I'm not in, even you upset. know, like I'm not even upset. It's like at this point. Okay. So we haven't said Ian Rapport was on NFL network at Bill's camp, but I think it was with Scott Hansen and somebody else. I don't remember who was sitting next to him and essentially said, you know, JK Dobbins isn't back yet. I was talking about him rehabbing the injury and then said, this is a weird situation. And the only way to fix it would be a new contract. That's the only way to fix JK Dobbins injury. And so it's like, he's a good, so player, you're holding right? it. You know, it. People, people can stat you to death on him and that's fine. He, he's got, you know, high yards for carry. He's had some, you know, really good flashes in the minimal games that he's played. I got into a long debate with somebody about this, and I looked at it, he's played 23 games, and about 12 of them, you could say that he's putting up an elite performance, and in the other 11 of them, he's put up a good performance. Not a great performance, but a, you know, a good one. So he's you know, a top half of the league running back, maybe a top 10 running back if you really want to start splitting hairs there. But at some point, like you need to be on the field to ask for crazy money. You can't isolate stats that you've put up in essentially a quarter of your career you haven't played for half of it, and then the other half you play, you're just a good running back. You can't isolate, you know, those tw- that twelve game stretch there and say, "I deserve top of the running back market money," or "I'm not going to play." And it's just, it's like at this point, I just rather have Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards yep. shuts his mouth and fucking runs the ball. You know, yep. Justice Hill shuts his mouth, runs the ball. Keaton Mitchell might be really good, but hasn't said a fucking word about wanting to get paid more or wanting, you know a guaranteed roster spot or whatever the fuck he'd be crying about. Ezekiel Elliott has not signed with the Patriots. Um, there was that weird picture of him sitting with uh, Mac Jones on the same side of the booth. So I didn't see I that, thought, but that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a CJ Golson special, but it was actually like a real picture that somebody uh, tweeted out, but they were in some seaport restaurant, both sitting on the same side of the table and Zeke is just kind of sitting there staring forward at the wall. Like I don't want to be here. So again, um, like that. Yeah. That well, then like has Leonard Fournette signed? I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, so there, then, there, there, yeah. There are guys out there. Um, Dalvin Cook hasn't signed with the Jets yet, right? Officially. I know that like, it seems like that's going to happen. Well, but... and, and, and there was that other, other uh, little detail that's out there about him now that he may be getting suspended for domestic violence. So I think maybe that whole, just the existence of that uh, 
is enough that he's there's no chance he holding be. up that you, you think that oh, oh I was gonna say you think the Jets care about that but yeah that's fair yeah so um so I have a I, I have a I'm willing to say this is the a fact that's what I'm willing to say about this remember when the running backs had that zoom call and mm-hmm. then uh one of the takeaways it was like leaked is that the running backs were suggesting that they exaggerate injuries to hold uh, until they get paid what they believe they're worth. Well, I would like you to go to the comment section of when Marlon Humphrey tweeted, quote, tweeted that report and said, damn, who's snitching? I was tagged in there and somebody said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And then I posted a gif of J.K. Dobbins. So I'm on the same wavelength. I 100% agree with you. This is, so this is I think that one it's person like, said, like suggested that, and it was J.K. Dobbins, and he's doing that right now. So it was either – now, uh, just to play devil's advocate, was J.K. Dobbins the one who suggested it, or did somebody say that out of anger, and then he was just dumb enough to follow it? Or did somebody say uh, that, and then as soon as somebody said that, all the smart people on the Zoom call like logged off? like Saquon who then like the next day signed a contract um, and JK was like, all right, sounds like a plan and uh, hopped off too. And like, he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go pretend to be injured. What's the show where they put the earpieces in and they have to go say wild shit to people in public um, impractical uh, jokers. Was impractical it like one jokers. of those, was yeah. it one of those bits where they like tell JK that he should, you know, exaggerate his injury and see if he actually <laughs> does it. And then yeah. he did it. Yeah. That is, oh. I, I think honestly, I think it's like, if you don't come to that conclusion, I think you're an idiot that either he said that or he, like you said, like he, t- that was his takeaway from the zoom, but that whole report I think is like basically about JK Dobbins. It was like JK Dobbins is going to exaggerate his injury until he gets paid what he, what he is worth. And it just doesn't like, worth. I don't want to like come off as, you know, lecturing or preaching to an athlete or something like that. But like, does he, does somebody around him is somebody around him smart enough to tell him like you are losing money doing this like you oh, are doing the exact I have another thing and I tweeted this out but I forgot to put this on on the podcast so I think it's it's worth putting on our podcast because I, I think it's going to end up being proven to be correct um we saw what happened with Lamar and he didn't have an agent and he was getting advice from the NFLPA and then we saw the executive director of the NFLPA going and doing press and putting, you know, words on paper and uh, putting quotes out there, you know, whether it be like a soundbite or whatever, saying that quarterbacks deserve to be paid, uh, you know, fully guaranteed contracts or players or whatever. Like he was trying to make this his legacy. This like, you know, Isn't he out now? well, he he's like lame duck. But now that the running backs are the ones fighting this fight about uh, their franchise tag and everything else, who do you think from the union is in their ear and giving them advice and like trying to, this is, this has Demaris Smith's fingerprints all over it. What's happened with the running backs, the organ, like there was NF, it even said the NFLPA was involved in that zoom call. So John Gruden said a lot of questionable things via email um, about Demaris Smith and about um, Roger Goodell, but he called him dumbass Smith, but you know, put an R in there somewhere. So it's like, you know, Demaris Smith, but with dumbass. Totally correct. Like that guy's a fucking moron. I almost used a word, and then Max told us he wasn't going to do a lot of editing this week, so I stopped myself from saying it. Credit to me. But if anybody deserves to be called that word, it's Demar Smith. Okay, so just, be clear. Just, just, be, just, just be clear. Just be. Just be clear. Yeah. <laughs> just be clear. His tenure as the <laughs> union rep or president or whatever has been an absolute unmitigated disaster for the union. They've lost every collective bargaining agreement 
since he's come into power. They fought the lockout back in 2011 or whatever, and the owners still wind up coming out with more of the money than 2020 comes around. They they get to their agreement, and then you see players getting pissed about certain concessions that they made that went to the owners because Demore Smith is a completely and totally inept union rep. Wasn't it the last was, CBA? The last CBA only sixty percent of players voted yes or no on to begin with. Like forty percent of them wanted no part of it because they didn't, you know, don't care what the NFLPA does because they think they're terrible. I, there was some stat like that out there. I couldn't. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was um, no, you know, a shockingly low amount of people voted on the last CBA for you know players. And again. Damar Smith is a fucking moron. Like, there's really no other way to put it. He fucked Lamar out of a ton of money, I think. Right. And now, and now he's doing it to the running backs. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, people killed, people killed Saquon for taking the deal that he did. And in reality, I think that that was pr- the only, the only thing Saquon did that was not smart in that situation was that he did not protect himself from being franchise tag next year. Other right. than that, there's there's really he got an extra one point five million dollars or you know whatever. The no, fuck he the got an extra nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred thousand, but you know, uh, here's here's I think the like I know he thinks he's worth more, period. But then you have to like compare it against the market, and really, there's no reason for him to be pushing to get more than what he ended up getting, which is I think was the team just saying like here here's like a a gift for coming to training camp or whatever, but like. Uh, Austin Eckler is only making like six million bucks this year, so right. it's cr- it's crazy for Saquon who has had injury issues. I think Saquon Barkley personally, I think he's like one of the top five like most talented players in the NFL. Period. Like I think he can do so much, but um, he he hasn't been on the field enough to say I deserve a sixty million dollars gar- fully guaranteed deal. You know, so he you know I think it was smart what he did especially when you compare it to your own market, because, you know, like Derrick Henry got what he got. Uh, he, he, you know, he proved it before he got it. The one that's a little bit questionable, but I guess he signed the deal before he started with the injuries was uh, Christian McCaffrey. Right. And Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are very similar players. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of just game breaking talent that, right. you know, you don't see in a lot of running. Yeah. Backs. But if Saquon didn't get hurt before, being ready for that contract, he would have gotten the exact same deal that, that McCaffrey did, you know? I actually think Saquon being hurt, this might be a a weird take, but Saquon getting hurt when he did might actually make him more money down the line. Probably. Because that's a year less of wear and tear, but it was early enough in his career that he's not missing out on a prime season. I think maybe that's the, his thinking with taking the deal he took where he's, you know, he's probably going to make the 11 million bucks. And then on top of that, then he's probably going to get a three year deal for, I also would love to three know three year fifty what, million dollar deal or something like that. I would also love to know. So the rumor was that he was asking for seventeen million a year. I'd love to know was he looking for like a two year thirty four million dollar contract with you know twenty million guaranteed, or and you know up to thirty four mil, or was it uh you know like a legitimately ridiculous contract that he was looking for? I would I'm bet sure that'll he never was, come out. But. I'm I'm betting he was looking for like seventeen million a year for four years with like two years guaranteed. Yeah, right. So was he looking for a contract that he was going to just get a ton of cash up front, basically? Yeah. And I, I can understand him wanting, again, like, I'll, I'll never knock a player for wanting money. And if the way that he wants to get paid is that he wants to take a ton of cash up front and he knows he's going to get cut in two years, then go for it. Like, more power to you. That's 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 all on you. The, the yeah. bottom line here is, though, is that you have running backs like J.K. Dobbins who are 
you know, fucking morons who have poor representation or poor inner circle people telling them what to do. And then you have somebody like Barkley who was smart enough to realize that, like, I'm not winning this battle and I'd rather just take my money now, bide my time and cash in next year. Right. And Austin Eckler is going about it the right way, too. I would say that he's kind of kicking and screaming, saying, look at how fucking good at football I am, but I'm still going to go play football and right. show you that I'm still good. Well, and they did give him they did revise his contract, I believe. They, yeah. They, they, you know, they, so they basically moved, they moved money forward for him. If I read it correctly, that, you know, he was due like $8 million over the next two years. And they basically shifted some of it forward this year. Right. So, you know, I mean, again, like it, that's, that's the way, but that's how you have to handle it. If you're a player is that you have to go to the team and say, Hey, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep putting up the numbers I want, but I'd like more money, you know, prove that you're worth the money that you're asking for. JK Dobbins has done nothing to prove that this year, especially. Yeah. Well, you know who everyone should be mad at in the running back market is Jerry Jones and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, because his contract is the one that really fucked the running back market up. I was under the impression that Jerry Jones was a top five GM in the NFL. Was I, was I lied to? Yeah, you were. And so are you telling me that like Grant's missing another grant, by the way, we didn't acknowledge this, but Grant is missing another episode. So he's Wait, made, he's, in tra- he's in training camp. He's made it. So hanging on. Yeah, heard, so he, he's made it I've another heard, week. I've heard some rumors. I've heard some rumors of you know we were talking about people that we could potentially bring in to be you know running back two or three behind Gus. Um, Grant is supposedly getting running back snaps. So you know, just throwing that one out there might be like a you know nice H back mix there. You know, maybe catch some balls out of the backfield on top of being a linebacker. No, but in, in all seriousness, like. Jerry Jones did fuck up the market there. Um, Jerry Jones kind of sucks at his job. If we haven't, uh, you know, gotten that conclusion on ourselves yet. Um, when is the last time the Cowboys won a meaningful football game? And so honestly, like 1996, I think or 1994. Yeah. So, I mean, I was no, 1996 against the Steelers. You're right. Okay. Okay. So I was six then. Okay. Five. So I'm now, I'm now 33. Like it's been a long fucking time since the Cowboys have really done anything important in the NFL. Yep. Um, so if you're following suit with them, you know, so you can blame Jerry Jones for starting that for, for making the horrible decision to sign Ezekiel to that kind of contract, but then teams following suit and matching that market is, is fucking stupid. And the market's got to correct itself. And JK Dobbins is not going to get that kind of contract. I'm, I'm sorry, but he's just not that good. You know, again, I'm sure I get people all the time. Every time I tweet something negative about him now, of like, Oh, you're just a hater. You're mad that he threatened to come to your house. Like, Still waiting, JK. I'm still fucking waiting. You can, you know, you're clearly not busy. You can come visit me any fucking time you want. We live at five five one Bunker Hill Street. Stop by anytime. Um, that's a deep cut movie reference that I don't think many people will get now that I'm uh, saying it out loud. But um, no, I mean in all honesty, like dude, fucking, I'm I, I've been I've been done with him for a while. But I'm like, if he's really holding out and faking an injury and exaggerating an injury, fuck off the team. Like just fuck off. At I this mean, point. it he's on the the pup list, so. Yeah, he's physically know. unable to perform because he's got hurt feelings. So, fuck off. But if, it, oh, if it's also, a, I think we should, a, a no, physically no. unable thing, and you know, my understanding from the conversation I heard on uh, the vault was like, Spurred it's basically, you're welcome. It's basically, well, it's basically uh, the player saying, "Oh, I don't feel well enough to practice," but it wasn't right. an injury that happened at practice. So, like, that has to be what happened. What's happening here? It has to be. Yeah. So he'd go on the. Um... Yeah, so I wonder if they could have put him on the NFI list. I mean, I guess you could say that his injury stemmed from tearing the ACL a couple of years. Oh, that's the other narrative that keeps coming out that pissed me off of. He's pissed off that he was playing in Washington. 
Right. Like every other every other starter was in the fucking game. Just shut the fuck up already. Like stop saying dumb shit because it fits your narrative now. Every other fucking starter was in the game. Any yeah. other starter could have gotten caught weird like that. If Lamar Jackson was on the field when it happened, then shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even just Lamar. It was literally the whole starting offensive line, all of our starting wide receivers. Everybody was on the fucking field at that point. Like shit fucking happens. It's football. Anytime you step out on the field and you know call hike on a fucking play, somebody might get hurt. It's just it's life. And then you get into this weird thing of if you don't play your starters at all during the preseason, then week one they look fucking flat because they've had no live reps against another team. You can go against your defense all you want, but they know what's coming and you know what you're running, and it's like not real. They're not you know fucking Roquan Smith's not going to take Lamar Jackson's head off during practice, but the middle linebacker for whoever you're playing week one is going to fucking try to take your head off. It's just our fans are getting real fucking stupid about JK now too, and I'm kind of tired of it still being like a, a talking point. Like I feel like we should just as a as a group just ignore JK Dobbins until he starts being a bitch and comes practice, or until we trade him. Yep, yep. I, also like, I would say. I'd also like to put on the record: it. Gus Edwards should go by his actual first name because it's way cooler. Augustus Edwards is a way cooler running back name than Gus Edwards. Another thing you should he should drop the bus nickname. Mm. Well, so he didn't give that to himself. I think people. No, he didn't. Stop. They should. I think people should stop calling him that. That's fair. But um, I had a I, I, when he uh, took off in what was at the end of 2017 or beginning of or uh, middle of 18 when he like really came on. I think yep, it was 18. it was the middle of 2018. I made I made a cool metric school bus edit with him and Lamar and a couple other and a couple other Ravens guys on it. So I don't know. That was cool for a while, but then yeah, I was like, yeah, it's Jerome Bettis. Like we really can't be doing that. Can't be taken from the Steelers. Exactly. Which is exactly my point. But I was really hoping Grant was here too, so that I could bully him on the uh, fucking picking shit that's coming out. Oh, God, it's. I mean, the whole reason that that you and I really turned on him to begin with was last year in the preseason and training camp. Like, give it a fucking but rest he, with this guy. Okay, at least last year in training camp and like during the season. Like, some of the catches he would make were very good catches, okay? Like, I feel like he put himself in weird positions. You know, like, when a, when a center fielder takes, like, a bad read on a ball? Yeah. But then, like, you know, full extension dives and catches the ball. You're like, that's really cool. You never should have been in that position to dive for that. But, like, good job, you know, recovering from your mistake. That's that's what Pickens was last year. Yeah. Was that he never should have had to lay out for balls or one-hand catch balls. And this year, it's just blatant offensive pass interferences. Every, like every single one. Up, every single every one. Single one is like, Fucking blatant push offs on a rookie, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, he's going to be a problem this year." Shut up. No. The only way he'll be a problem is if they have a blind side judge analyzing his side of the field that just doesn't see push offs. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't get it. I'm sick of him. Um, I'm, I'm sick of seeing him get play. Um, do we get into the next person that we're sick of as well to uh, wrap this up in a nice bow? Might as well take care of yeah. old um, clown face. Yeah, you know, fucking Jerry Coleman. Uh, so Will found Jerry Coleman's burner account on Twitter today. Um, 100% him. Like, there's no no doubt that it was him. Um, the account is now private. It's got, like, five followers. I believe he went private because his timeline was basically, like, sucking off Donald Trump on top of getting bullied by Will and I for about no, an No, I think it was the opposite, actually. It was, it, it was the opposite. It was not sucking off Donald Trump. It was... Uh... So I went and looked at his followers because um, so, you know, basically what happened was uh, EDC burner found a funny picture of um, I think it was the Adam Jones podcast tweeted it up, I believe. And it was Jerry Coleman 
you know, looking like he was making the Arthur balled up fist meme. And then underneath that, you came back with the um, Scott uh, Farkas, Scott yeah, Farkas stuff. from uh, from Christmas Story, wearing the coonskin the, hat, the Irish jig feet, the uh, crumpled up shorts that looked like a crumpled up piece of paper, um, the jail, some, the jailbird, jail stripes. Somebody else compared him to Roger the alien from American Dad. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of people underneath just completely roasting his appearance, like pretty much any inch of him that you could screenshot and separate in the picture and compare something else on the internet, it was done. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this account with five followers, I was called like Media Follies or something like that. I don't remember what it was called. It was called Start the, the, the T-H-E, the number one media mogul. Yeah, so that account starts responding to random old tweets from the people that were making fun of Jerry Coleman with a very similar speech pattern to how Jerry Coleman DMs people. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know who Jerry Coleman is, he used to work for 105.7 for like 15 years, right? Like he was a, a longtime host there. I think he did the morning show and the night show at some point. Um, so he was, a, you know, a longtime, um, longtime radio host there. And he will DM you if you say something negative about him, call you a clown and tell he, you to get and a job. He, yeah, he name searches. So like, yeah. you don't have to tag him. Yeah, so, he'll find it. Yeah, so if you tweet Jerry Coleman is a loser, he'll name search, he'll find your tweet, he'll DM you, call you a clown, say nobody knows who you are, you fucking loser, get a job, and then he'll block you before you can respond. Um, big fan of using the clown emoji and big fan of using like the crying laughing emoji when he repeats what you insulted him with. So, like, if you say Jerry Coleman's a loser, he'll DM you and say, I'm a loser, you know, crying, laughing emoji. Like, get a job, you irrelevant clown, 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 clown emoji, and then block you. Okay. <laughs> and so this account starts essentially responding like that to everybody. Like, same pattern, like, would repeat the insult and then tell you to get a job. He told me to kill myself at some point. Um, actually, told me I should be banned from life, which I interpret as something <laughs> to kill myself. But, you know, regardless, like, just very clearly him. And him and I had a back and forth for, you know, five, 10 tweets. You had a back and forth with him for a while and back and forth with a couple other people. And, and the then, back and forth was, was, was started in every single one by whatever his dumbass response, random response was. And then our responses were, hello, Jerry. Yeah. Like, thanks, Jerry Coleman. Like, <laughs> have fun. And then, so I tweeted just, you know, like a generic, like Jerry Coleman burner and then did an arrow and tagged the account. Um, you did a much more in-depth dive and you pointed out first that it was his burner account. Um, you shared it with a group and then I clicked on the account. I was like, oh, yeah, hundred percent Jerry, Jerry Coleman burner, like no doubt in my mind after three seconds of looking at it. Yeah. It's and very obviously you, him. And so you basically tweeted like three or four tweets that, you know, spelled out the exact timeline and showed like pretty much irrefutable proof that it was Jerry Coleman. And then all of a sudden the account's locked up in private. So I don't know, just fucking weird that he's, um, that sensitive or that like unable to laugh at himself. I also wonder if he had everybody in that thread blocked already. And so maybe he felt the need to respond on a burner account rather than going in and unblock you. But, no, that's, that's exactly what it is Be because yeah. the, everybody, I know for a fact, every single person who uh, was on that thread was, uh, was, pre was previously blocked. Yeah, has been blocked, has been DM'd and blocked DM'd with some I mean, sort of clown emoji, you know, whatever the message he also is. Runs, clown emoji, and then, he also runs that podcast account with Adam Jones because I'm blocked yeah. by it. Um, so Right, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody stepped in and said, Jerry, you look like a fucking fool. Like, please stop. And so right. he laughed. I think, I think it know. may have been, I think it may have been uh, 
Adam Jones because I, you know, you were saying at the beginning. I think that tweet was Adam Jones, not Adam, not the Adam Jones podcast, but it was from Adam Jones. So he was getting those reply. He was getting all those those notifications on what was going on with the so, with the uh, with the funny comparison photos. So that would make sense that he was generally aware that Jerry Coleman was getting bullied online, and then yes. saw Jerry Coleman's reaction to it. Right, and then the guy's like, oh, "My name's Mark. I'm in New York. Like, no, you're you're Jerry Coleman. Like, please stop. Like, wh- why are you doing this? Like, after after the first time calling him Jerry, you should have just locked the account and stopped responding. He just made it ten times worse for himself. I don't think we would have talked about it if he didn't keep going back and forth with us for as long as he did. No, yeah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I would not have actually. So when that when that DM came in, I think I sent it to the group, but yeah, then I noticed. I was like, I'm gonna check the all the replies in this person then I was like, okay, this fucking weird ass reply. Also, it's the same account replying to you and then replying to Tom. So I was like, okay, antenna yeah, like, now. Yeah. And again, like he, he totally did this to himself. Like there was not much investigative work that needed to be done other than being no. like, Hey, look at, look at this. And you know, right. Three but seconds he, of looking yeah. at it. Same, same if he had ju- yeah. If he had just replied to me, and said something or just replied to whatever. Like if he had just replied to one person and like said whatever he wanted to say to make himself feel better, no one would have even noticed it. Like I, I would have just like muted the account and moved past it. But the fact yeah, that just, I noticed it was just like, okay, what's going on here? And I got the pro Trump vibe because he followed a bunch of MAGA accounts, but now I don't know if he followed them to tweet negatively about Trump or see if, this when, is how stupid this is how stupid Jerry Coleman is. Why would you do why why would you negatively tweet about Trump from a burner when you get a ton more like internet clout by trashing Trump on your normal account? Well, People no, might actually I, listen to his shit if he did that. No, what I'm saying is I think he's so stupid that the burner account is his like uh, account to you know express himself and uh, like get his like vent his frustrations on the internet or whatever. But um, he doesn't understand that he doesn't need to follow those accounts in order to dunk on them whenever he wants. So he's so he's such an old he's such an old idiot that he thinks like, oh man, I really want to be able to see the tweets in these accounts that I hate. I'm gonna follow them from my burner account that only follows like 37 accounts. He's that stupid that he doesn't understand how to do that without following those accounts. Like I didn't really know who he was before I think he had like a dust up with chips or something like that a couple years ago. It was somebody that I followed. Actually, I, I'm I'm fairly positive it was Chibs, but regardless, one hundred percent it was. Yeah, his picture is him in his uh, I would say early twenties interviewing Mike Tyson. That's yeah. his uh, profile picture. Right. So I thought this was just some fucking socially awkward kid who like just didn't understand how the internet worked. And then I like looked into him. I'm like, no, this is like a sixty year old man who's just like upset online that people say mean things about him. Looks like a Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, killing people for things that are out of their control. Like, it's not his fault he was born looking weird like that. But, my God, like, don't don't go around telling people to get jobs and kill themselves and then expect to not get your appearance torn apart. On yeah, he is grotesque. Yeah, he has a face for radio, so I understand why he was in radio. It, yeah. makes, it, makes, it makes sense. But and, and why he no longer has a face for radio or a face on radio. Never drawn a rating in his life. I had one person um, defending him saying that they loved his rants. I'm like. Yeah, you and like four other people, which is why he no longer has a job in radio. Right. And fucking and also like I'm thinking about it, like so he was on air for four hours a day, five days a week. That's twenty hours a week. And like you could probably pinpoint like a three minute rant out of a week that was funny. Like this is why 
you know, again, he's not employed and he has to mooch off of Adam Jones to even have any kind of following now. Right. Just total fucking loser. That's him and fact. J.K. Dobbins. Him and J.K. Dobbins should do a podcast together. That would be fucking simulating. Yeah, right. Just J.K. Just, showing him all the all the Zoomer things and his geriatric ass sitting there like, but still. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this week's installment. We'll be back to discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, it's time for me to die. No. No. No, do it with it. Do it with the mic in front of your face. Let's see. Alright. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> no. That looks yeah, the same. I figured as much. So Yeah, well, there you have it. This is I can't fucking di- ridiculous. I can't I die go. now. I feel like this is a will. A will. Uh, I'm production. just confused. It worked it worked fine for so long. Ah! Yes. That worked. <laughs> Zone 32. 32.